Welcome to Ono, oh Ross, and Carrie, the show where we don't just report on fringe science, spirituality, and claims of the paranormal. No, we take part ourselves. Yep, when they make the claims, we show up so you don't have to. I'm Carrie Poppy. And I'm Ross Blotcher. And we are joined with two exciting guests today. We have Susan Gerbic and Mark Edward. Hey. Welcome, welcome <laughs> back, Mark. Thank you. It's been I, a while. I had to look this yeah. up. Our 13th episode was an interview with you. Yeah. Carrie said this house was blissfully weird. creepy. Which I really <laughs> yes. Like. He's bringing it to my house and Selena's now. My house is becoming blissfully creepy. It's great. Wonderful. So you're moving in, you're shacking up. Shacking yeah, up. we're shacking up. It's only been 10 After years. 10 years, you know. Living in sin. <laughs> yeah. Just the way it should be. Yes. Actually, this interview is not about your amazing work in the, the world of debunking psychics. It is about us really taking you to task for living in sin. Um, <laughs> this is well, an intervention stage. So it wouldn't be the first time. So, you know, don't worry. I'm used to it. I was showing Mark and Susan my light layer of creepiness in my own apartment. Uh, <laughs> some fun things that I've gotten recently. Uh, crystal skulls and phrenology bus and uh, some excellent stuff from Thimble Rig, who you know. Thimble Rig, yes. Yeah, fantastic. Fantastic artist. Jimmy Hickey, yeah. yeah. So the reason we have you today is because we just had two episodes episodes about Cindy Kaza, an evidential medium. Evidential medium. Now, you were responded- talking about that. Okay. Now, I think we found where she got that terminology because she went to this school in England, the Arthur Findlay College, hmm. and she studied there and they have a lot of instruction in trance mediumship and kind of a separate course you can take all in evidential mediumship. Right, but how is that defined? Because anybody can say that. Where's the evidence? Yes. Sure. Both of you are intimately familiar with cold reading and those techniques. Mm -hmm. And I think her spin on this, as we found, is that she establishes these standards that she holds herself to during the reading. And she says, no, no, I'm not going to, you know, if I say Susan or Cynthia, I'm not going to jump if you say you know a Shelley. You know, mm -hmm. that's just, that's a step too far. Or if you say, oh, I know a guy named... Sam. Sam. Yeah, she's not going to do that. Oh, I can't switch genders. So she'll paint herself into a corner every now and then, as mm -hmm. she did in our performances, yeah, where she could, so. she could jump on and take this person who sounds close, but she'll say, no, no, I, I know what I'm hearing. I'm going to stick with it. And I think for her, that's the evidence. She feels like... That is so Gellerish. <laughs> and then you know? Uri Geller? Yeah, because... That's what Uri does, like when he does the linking finger rings, he says, mm. you know, magicians, they use a trick ring. I don't have to use a trick ring. Then he goes ahead and uses a trick ring. Oh, so okay. he's setting you up to think that he is not doing something, but then evidentiary is like, no, that's, uh. you got to do a lot more than, than that to show evidence. I mean, I don't. I was trying to figure out where I first heard that, and I thought it was from like the spiritualism. There's physical mediums, there's uh, mental mediums, and then there's right. evidentiary mediums. So many but terms. It's just like saying I'm the greatest medium. Mm -hmm. Anyway, evidentiary is just a misnomer. It seems like it's a new thing. Okay. I'm starting to see it more often, and it's all these new, uh, new-ish kind of. I mean, you wouldn't see Teresa Caputo or anybody like that saying evidentiary medium, but mm -hmm. you are. I'm starting to see these up-and-coming people who are charging, you know, twenty-five dollars to fifty dollars for a, a sitting, and that's 
They're not sitting in the the show. Though, see, they're up and coming. They're just starting out, but this seems to be the phrase you're using. Their idea of evidence. I'm a genuine medium. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Their idea of evidence and our idea of evidence are completely different. Yeah. So tell us about. I feel like a lot of these people are probably running into people like you two who keep coming to their shows and uh, exposing their methods, and they say, "Okay, I'm going to do something one step better and make sure." Susan doesn't jump down my throat. So why don't you tell us what it is exactly you do when you go to psychic mediums to sort of educate the people who might buy their wares? Well, what we do is we try not to interact with the audience too much. I mean, we'll, if we go in character, we'll stay in character and see what we can find out. And gosh, you can find out some really great stuff talking to the people around you, as you guys did yeah. when you went to see Cindy. And... <laughs> The stories they tell you, they're really hot reading most of the time. You Mm -hmm. can tell because they'll say, oh, I follow this medium. I've been to many shows. I've had lots of readings with them. Mm -hmm. Ah, There's a stable of regular customers. They're regulars and they sit up in the front part. And then ah. when we went to the Thomas oh, so John show. so that's an show, easy fallback. You can right, talk they can intimately say, about this person. Right. And that's what this, the psychic will do, the medium will do. And Thomas John, who was Operation Pizza Roll, which is the, the sting we're most known for now, he went and fell back on several people that he had read in spirit medium groups where it was like him and like five other people or ah, 10 other people. But doesn't reveal that during the performance. No, he doesn't. But he, but he knows all their, their whole story. This reminds me of the stage magic trick where you say we haven't ever spoken before tonight have we right but that includes the half hour conversation right. you had, we had before, before. The show. Right. absolutely oh, right. so so they don't know the people in the audience don't know that the person that he is reading and getting very accurate was actually somebody he'd read for a week or two ago mm. and they don't realize it which is really interesting because mm-hmm. when you talk to them afterwards and and one woman came over just right after the reading we'd had with thomas john she says oh this is so exciting they were able he was able to get to your dog and everything. And we're like, yeah, yeah, I know. And I said, do you, have you had a reading from him before? Because I noticed that he read for you right now. She goes, oh yeah, I had a, I was in his spirit circle just recently. And you're like, that's a hot reading. He yeah, knows already, that's but they relevant don't information get it. when they think their family keeps coming through, but yeah. it, it's, it's, they're unaware. So we rarely ever expose the psychic during the, the show yeah we, we in fact we never we're not, do we're not trying to get to the audience no that, we aren't they've that's, already paid into it so okay that's something i wanted to ask about because that's our method as well we show up there and we're there for the experience not to teach everybody a big object no, lesson th- you'll just sure. be laughed out and you'll be sent well, away we try to teach the psychic a lesson mm-hmm. okay but Tell he us about that. but he, it, he may not know it for a couple weeks or even longer you know i mean it's we gather our information and then we look for the key for us right now is getting media coverage because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. we can preach to the choir all day long. It doesn't make any difference. Media, but, which is right. technically the, the plural of medium, but we have to be careful, <laughs> careful <laughs> here in our terms. Media. So I, I call it the lamestream media. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fake news. Yeah. It, that's the key. Gotcha, media. It, and, and, you know, trying to talk or stand up in a crowd is mm. just like you might as well just throw yourself out oh totally <laughs> yeah. totally and i guess i was that. i was thinking of the larger audience and i have so. been thrown right. out and, so and, yeah you uh, have by the, some of the best oh yeah, yeah. chip didn't coffee you, didn't you have kind of a, a fake seizure in front of sylvia brown once oh, yes that was i great. did where you yelled out names of people she'd misread like children yeah. who had been falsely pronounced dead yeah when they i weren't. said they were talking to me and i wanted it to stop and <laughs> oh wow and then i just 
for Tanda to faint on stage. Oh, it was great. They oh let God. me lie there. They did not do anything. <laughs> in fact, people were stepping over me in the line to t- ask their question. You were the sleeping dog. They so, let you yeah. lie. Yeah. Okay. Did, were they not persuaded that you had actually had a seizure? Or are these people just completely heartless? They just completely It was clueless. their turn. And they wanted to ask Sylvia a question. Okay. So yeah, that let's was just more step important over. than me. And Sylvia had said, wow. it's okay. He'll be all right. <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, They'll take so, care of it I or mean, something. I mean, that, that got to the audience wow. and to the psychic, but it got more to her because she knew the names that I oh, was saying. Right. Mm-hmm. And Montel okay, right. was with her, and they were both like, "Whoa, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute." The they Sean Hornbacks and the other, yeah, right away. Okay, right. Gotcha. So, so we're not out to. And as Marcus said many, many times, these are performers. Mm-hmm. If you rattle them, if you let them know that we're here and we know what they're doing, and we yeah. could be anybody because we're invisible. We're they don't they're not psychic. So they don't know right. we're in the audience. <laughs> they don't know which person they're talking to is a skeptic who is mm-hmm. wired or who has some kind of thing they're going to do. And they should be prepared for that. They should be, but they can't because age. they're not psychic. And so you've got a room of 200, 400 people or whatever. They don't know who it is. Mm-hmm. They didn't. Did this person know that you guys were there shooting a podcast? No, and no. No. As far no. as we How know, come no. she didn't know? And she spoke to both of us both nights. Mm-hmm. And she didn't show any glimmer of recognition on the right. second night. It seems odd, doesn't it? It does. She seems like she should know that you were there as <laughs> Yeah, skeptics. and that's always tricky, like where to draw those standards for the medium. Like, oh, you should know lottery numbers or you should know X or Y. You should be rich because you could do this. You know, they'll always kind of redefine medium mediumship away from what whatever standard it is greed yeah exactly like oh i can't use my powers for personal gain what have you so it's it's a hard thing to nail down yeah and i think there's a certain fairness in that they're not claiming they're omniscient they're not claiming they know everything just that sometimes they get these inputs from the universe that give them preternatural right but i'm kind of tired of the fairness (laughs) i mean i think skeptics (laughs) have bent over backwards to Uh be fair and to be nice and to not you know get sued and things we, we do but these people aren't they're not nice i mean when you think about it there's so much harm in it and Mm -hmm. it's today just today before i came over here i got a a message from somebody i didn't know um who on the other side uh no it was on (laughs) facebook messenger he was telling me he asked me if i'd heard about a psychic a particular psychic and i said actually we deleted her wikipedia page many years ago because she didn't deserve a wikipedia page and she was making claims that the police she solved police cases and so on and he said well he had contacted her and he gave her a whole bunch of information. And because of her police contacts, he thought she could solve a, a case for him involving a family member, a suicide. And mm. she says, oh, it was a murder. And the guy was, you know, this woman charges $700 an hour. Oh gosh. So I said to him, you dodged a bullet. Mm-hmm. Because as soon as she could have gotten in with you, you'd be thousands of dollars and in. And didn't he because, say that he for mo- for a few moments? Yeah, he, he really believed that she know. was she was doing it because what she would have done is she would have said it wasn't a suicide, it was a murder. And over time, I will reveal the murder to you. And seven hundred uh, bucks an hour, stringing him along, it will go on as long as yep. the guy will pay. And Ugh. so this is kind of the things that these people do. And so the shows are. Yeah, that's a whole different. But the show is used to get that. That's yeah, what they're the doing. Show, they're the trying 
get the private you, readings. Where they can mm-hmm. really get yes, the money. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. It's, just, it's just an advertisement. They're making some money off of this, but it's it's well, an advertisement for themselves. Cindy doesn't do private readings. Really? Well, well not currently. Not she currently. has in the past. Yeah. But yet, right now, she's so busy with this live performance and, tour. Which is really sickening. She reminds me of Maureen Hancock. She was another one of these comedian uh, psychics. Remember Maureen Hancock? Oh, the yes. medium? Oh, she was yes. a girl next door. She wrote a book. She's trying to get a TV show called The Medium Psychic Next Door. Psychic Next Door. Something like that. And she thought it was funny. She'd go and she would laugh with everybody and get everybody in the audience laughing about their dead family members. Mm -hmm. And it just breaks your heart because Mm. the people in the audience are laughing along with it to some extent. But really, you're talking about tragedies, you know, people who killed themselves, Mm -hmm. people who've overdosed on things. It isn't funny. I mean, or entertaining. Yeah. And to me anyway, well, you know, missing children and so on. But one of the things I wanted to clear up before, and Carrie had said it on the first episode with um, the Cindy Kesa, is that you had asked Ross, did we come out at the show and say, hey, you know, Thomas John, you're a fraud and you just read our Facebook pages. And one of the things mm. I need to make sure everybody understands is we can't do that because we've blinded it. Mm. So in the case of Operation Pizza Roll. Double blinded. Yeah. When Mark and I went to that a show, we did not know what was on the Facebook pages that were oh. written for us. Those ah. were locked away from oh, us. Oh, you guys didn't know that? No. You better explain the yeah, whole yeah, deal. Yeah, I, yeah. let's step back a bit because you talk about we go to these shows. It's not just you and Mark. You you assemble a, a team. team. Yeah, yeah. Whole So talk team. about that. How, did, how so, did you assemble this this crack team? <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. So they're just Facebook friends that have joined up. They're all people I know, either on Facebook. I, I'm not going to just let somebody into the team that's just some person somewhere i'm not psychic i can't tell if they're (laughs) on the side of good or not but i know these people and what they we've done several of these stings we did operation bumblebee operation ice cream cone operation pizza roll tater tot is more about tyler henry the hollywood medium Mm. and that's more Mm -hmm. of been writing about do you pick these names susan yes absolutely it's great (laughs) you have to google them after a while to find out that they if there is an operation something you want to make sure that this is the only thing that right comes well up. operation bumblebee was my first one and there is a military maneuver called operation bumblebee that has its own wikipedia page so now i'm a lot more careful it sounds like now you're picking mostly things in the kitchen yeah, yeah. It's okay. food fun. items are <laughs> always it's hilarious there. preferably alliterative bumblebee yeah. peach pit they're just so much Bruce fun. Banner. Tater tot. <laughs> it makes it seem so much more undercover. Oh, it's know? so ridiculous. Well, there's or a re- delicious. There's a reason behind it, but and also if we use the medium's name, that tips everybody well, off. Well, sure, so. right. Yeah, yeah. So what I did with the team is okay. So I said to the team, you know, I've done this a bunch of times. So this time I said, all right, on Facebook, I'm ready to do another sting. It's going to last ten days. Who wants in? Mm-hmm. I need a team of Facebook people, and they said. Me, 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 me. And then I just shut the doors and said, okay, we're, we got a team. So we get maybe, I don't know, maybe there was 10, 12 of them this time. And I said, all right, we're, we put them in a Facebook group that was a private face, secret Facebook group called Operation Pizza Roll. And I said, all right, guys, we're going to give this psychic money. We're going to give him a lot of money. We're going to get VIP seats, mm. 160 something dollars. Want to get person. close to the stage. Absolutely. So, skeptics sit in the those back. Are, those are the ones who get called on. Yeah, yeah. you get called on in the front and you don't. Why would they think that somebody who's paid top dollar is a skeptic, right? Yeah. So oh, absolutely. You have to sit in the front and you have to play the part. Because as we said, they're trying to get a hook in you so you will do readings and buy their books and become a supporter and blah, blah, blah. I think we get so much from that in our investigations that we pay to go to these conferences mm-hmm. and seminars. Because why would you if you didn't believe in this That's sort right. of thing? Why absolutely. would you pay $500? It's a lot yeah. of money and time. So what I did is I explained this to my team. I said, we're going to lie. 
we're going to give them money. And um, what I need you to do is you're going to create Facebook pages. Well, actually, we had a lot of Facebook pages that we've used in the past, so they have a long history. I was going to say, because, yeah, you don't want something that was just started in 2018. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. we recreate the pages, maybe with new pictures, new names, or whatever we need to do. And I say, you guys are going to own these pages. And they could have been owned by somebody in in Australia or New Zealand or Mm. Uganda. Who knows? They've been handed down to the next person. We change the passwords. We change everything. And I'm locked out. I can't see these pages. Oh, interesting. So what happens is I say, all right, who's going to go to the show with me? And with Operation Pizza Roll, we put it together in about 10 days. So I didn't really have a lot of time on this one. So Mark said, I'll go, I'll go. And we'll go as a married couple, which we're not, Mm -hmm. as you guys already heard. (laughs) As we scolded people. (laughs) So Mark said, I'll go. I said, all right, great. So we need X amount of money, $160 a person. And the team said, all right, we're on it. Now, the, the team members kind of know Mark and I, so we told him you cannot create characters that are us. So, like, I have two sons. So the person he created, uh, personality behind. So you give them a list of really relevant well, personal me. details Yeah, to some make of them sure. know me well. And so it can't be somebody that would be me. Which would be an interesting test as well, if the psychic can read these. Absolutely. A- can see through the persona and read the actual you. Absolutely. Right. That would be, that's, that's, that would be that's a that's really good sign. That's what we're waiting for. <laughs> but it hasn't <laughs> but happened. But you know. Yeah. Um, so 35 we, years later, we're <laughs> starting So when we go faith. to the show, what has happened is the team of pizza rolls. That's what they call themselves. They made themselves another (laughs) Facebook secret group that Mark and I were not available in. We went under the name Susanna and Mark Wilson Mm -hmm. um, because we have ID that says sort of that. Mark's real name is Mark Wilson. Mm. And that's not really Googleable. We went as those names in case we had to show ID because we knew we were going to buy tickets, right? And Mark and Susan, very common names. Very common mm-hmm. names. Mm-hmm. Gerbic, Likely to be Gerbic mentioned. is not. So we knew that we couldn't use anything like Gerbic. They created the storyline. And that's what they did is they went and they had, and this is all up on my website, which is susangerbic.org, O-R-G. You can see all the screenshots as well as the full audio of the uh, event because uh, we were wired, Mark and I. Mm-hmm. So we go into the show. You forgot one important part, though. The the double blind part was that the, most of the information that were on the Facebook pages, we were not aware of. Right. We, we only had very know. basic, like okay. two or three facts. So this really isolates the hot reading and makes the cold reading nearly impossible. That's right. Okay. And makes and, a lot of work for you after the show. So in right. the moment, you don't know how good it That's is. That's right. We don't and know that what's was going on. really funny. That's something we kind of didn't expect. Let's define some terms for listeners who don't know. So hot reading is when you do this research beforehand about the sitter, the person you're giving the reading to. And then cold reading is more like psychological technique where you're having a conversation, you're eliciting information from the sitter, and then sort of feeding it back to them as if you came up with it right, right. body language and you know and the way you're dressed the yeah. way you're dressed and that's hot right. is really impressive if you don't know what's happening mm-hmm. oh it's, oh, it's yeah. amazing yeah. and you you mark have talked about using hot reading in the past looking I love up maps reading. of people's houses yeah it's comes from mentalism it's basically mm-hmm. called pre-show and for those who haven't heard our interview with mark he has spent many years as a practicing psychic and well, mentalist and, we yes. don't like to talk about that. But. <laughs> well, it's given you the expertise to be able yeah. to do yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting and that, story. And, that, and that's, that's the whole game is, is make it look like you, 
you're picking it up in the moment, but you've spent like time piecing it together and you're never directly dead on. You want to make it a little bit fuzzy. Right. Yeah. Right. So it still seems human. Yeah. yeah otherwise, yeah. okay, you just said my address and my and social that's one security of the number. Things you're about, just creepy. One of yeah, the yeah. things about Tom, yeah, exactly. Like the faith healers used to say, you Peter know, Popoff. I'm getting John Smith 2241 Elm Street. You know, it's like, wait a minute. You know, yeah. I just wrote that on a piece of paper it's just like, a few minutes ago before the show. Those, right. those days are over. You Blood know? type O positive. Yeah, yeah. yeah right. So it seems like just like a scientist when they're looking at a new drug or something like that, they're trying to rule out placebo. They're trying to rule out all these other mm-hmm. factors. I think when we go into a psychic, the four of us here, we're always thinking in terms of, okay, how do we remove the possibility of a hot reading? How do we minimize or at least understand the parameters of a cold reading so we can really see if there's meat here? I think right. it's a similar yeah. process. Well, we right. had to catch him in a hot read because that was the thing. Mark had arranged with a New York Times reporter, Jack Hitt, that if we ever caught a hot read, he wanted to do a story on it for New York Times Magazine, which oh, was, hey. you know, only 2 million people. That's reading why it. I say the media is really <laughs> right. What so now that's point we're is. at the point of media first. Yeah. So we knew we had to catch this guy in a hot read. Cold reading is so simple to catch. I mean, you can you can catch that all day, all, all the time. It's it's pretty simple. So they were like, whatever, you know, get it. come back to us when you have a conclusive hot read. Yeah, that's a story. So when we went to the show, Mark and I, as he said, we were given a little bit of information. I knew that I was there to reach my, my twin brother, Andy, who had died of pancreatic cancer. Mm. And um, I'm sorry for your loss. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Fake loss. It's fake loss, yeah. Here's a tissue. <laughs> and so Mark was there to uh, contact your father who had died many years ago who had heart conditions. And I guess you were starting to have those same heart conditions and you were having tests done and okay. and something like that. Right? I was an worried. American story. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. American male. And so he, we knew that. So when we went to the show... Remember, we're not in the Facebook pages. So we got to the to the place in Hollywood and we texted the pizza rollers and said, we're here, we're in, we're in the building. So they went to the characters and they texted, oh, I'm here tagging the event and the psychic uh, yes. on Facebook. We're in the event and here we are. And so this we're is so the real lure, assuming that... The bait. The bait. Yeah, assuming that the psychic hasn't gone to the effort to look at the, the list in advance of who signed up and then proactively... That is a lot of work. And psychics will often say, oh, like who has the time to well, they do. look they at do. 200 right. people? Nothing, nothing but time. Uh, and and the, ones, they, the ones who make a lot of money, like Teresa Caputo, they have a whole staff. That's how they to earn do. that totally. money. Yeah. Well, and also you're doing what? Like one show a week that's two hours? Who yeah. has the time? You! You and all your all job you is need very is, specific. You only you need, need one or like two. Exactly. Three or you don't, four in an audience of right. You don't need right, a bunch to right, impress everybody. Right, else. Absolutely. So they didn't yep. need to do a lot. So yep. so the, anyway. So we walk into the show. We yeah. were dressed to be cold red because I didn't know this man Thomas John for nothing. So right. we came in prepared to be cold red with wedding rings and dressed a certain way. I had a pin on that was a Scottish pin. Mark had a marine. I had a marine pin on, on my lapel. Oh, just so they could run with that, Which even is, though you were not a marine. It's nothing to do no. with the military. No Semper Fi here. <laughs> no. Nothing. Nothing to do with the military. So if they had picked up on the military with Mark, we would have known he, he was being cold red. Oh, right. So Smart. we didn't know anything about that. So when we got into the show, we sat down, we played the parts. I looked grieving. Um, we, you know, made contact with people around us. Can you us. look grieving right now? Yes. Oh, it it's convincing. You, you have to have Susan, a, a so tissue. I had a tissue. You have to have a tissue that's all warm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to be going like. Oh, my God. I was really nervous. <laughs> oh, I dabbing, I dabbing your eyes and looking down at the floor. Yeah, it was really, okay. it was great. It was so much fun. 
and they were wired. I mean, I was really nervous. So we had wires, and, and they actually said it's okay to record. record. The show. I'm like, okay, so okay. Oh, okay. that's such a relief. Turned on. We our, love hearing. We pulled that. out our phones and we turned them on visibly, and then we get into the show. We sit down. We start playing our parts. The manager gets up on stage, and here's the great little line. She says. Oh, it's so wonderful to see so many friendly faces here tonight. And Mark and I are like, mm-hmm. No, she said. Familiar? Familiar, familiar faces. faces. Oh. Mark okay. and I are like, uh-huh. Okay. Boy, that turn faces. of that one word. Yeah, yeah, really. yeah. Familiar faces. And you're like, okay, so there's a lot of people in this room they know or yeah. they read for and so on. I thought, okay. Maybe. Or there could even be paid to be there. There's like 50 yes. people there. This reminds us what we went to see Bob Larson, the... Oh, the demonologist? The demonologist. Oh, that was a great The episode. exorcist. And... Afterwards, same as you're mentioning, we found out that one of the people he cast demons out of, she was one of the main central set pieces, she had been to his show before and mm-hmm. had had a demon cast out there. So I guess it wasn't a <laughs> thorough enough job. But yeah, you like to have <laughs> reliable people in, in well, the they do. Well, It's we called would... Stooge. Well, uh, and, and they're and usually they paid very There's well. Some of these people don't know. When we went Perhaps. to see Chip's Coffee, we found that the first, we had VIP tickets and we were in the third row because the first two rows were made up for all the people who are his fans who have gone repeatedly. Oh, wow. And they don't realize it, most of them. And he calls on them whenever he's kind of getting a low moment. He calls on somebody in the front row because he knows them. Anyway, okay, so we're in our we're in our seats. Chip coffee, pizza roll, everything sounds so good. (laughs) (laughs) So we're sitting in our seats. Thomas John gets up on stage and he has his eyes closed on the stage and he is perfectly still. And he does he's getting a message from somewhere. Mm -hmm. And there's a reading in the back of the room. Very detailed. Okay. Absolutely mm. detailed. Very accurate. And oh. we find out later that that was the woman who came up to us and said that she had been in his spirit circle oh. just not too okay. long before. Okay. And her dog came through. Yeah. And but, she was, yeah. But to an uninformed observer, Nobody this had is just some clue. really important yeah. story. So he doesn't call on a person in the audience. He says, I'm getting a message from much as Cindy did, you're supposed to raise your hand and say, that's for me. That's my uncle Bob or mm-hmm. whatever, right. you know? And so- the psychic up on the stage does not have to know, you know, this, I get this criticism all the time. They say, well, how did he, he's memorizing everybody in the audience and he's able to point to the person in the audience and say, I'm getting your, no, it doesn't work like that at all. He only needs to memorize one or two if they even need to memorize. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, there's other ways of getting information and from the never world, from beyond the great beyond into your ear, there's ways of that happening. I don't know what the calculation is of how much money they're taking in that night, but it's thousands, it's thousands of, of dollars. dollars. Yeah, so absolutely. how Probably many names would you five, five grand yeah, per so, night? Okay. For this, for that, this that sounds, group. that sounds yeah. realistic. So how many names would you memorize for five grand? <laughs> Three. <laughs> and it doesn't happen because to. remember that you've got also got all these people you already know yes absolutely yeah, but you right. ne- the psychic never says oh good to see you again you know no, they a don't pretty let good reading we know. had but, yesterday wasn't it yeah, in fact well, they'll, they'll be like intentionally surprised oh I didn't I didn't even remember yeah, that you're yeah. reminding yeah. me that last year you. I met you oh yeah absolutely okay. right. so what happened is in the audio the full audio as I said is on my website anybody can listen to it I, it says I'm getting a, a message well, first from tell, tell about the lady in green because no, no, that's, that's really oh okay that's really uh, all right sorry guys we're going to do lady in green so right across from Mark is a woman wearing green she comes in a little late in her mm. VIP seat and she's getting a spot on reading absolutely okay. detailed and she's crying 
like hmm. crazy into a Kleenex. Hmm. And Mark But I me. look over at her and I see she's not really crying. <laughs> really? Oh. She's doing the same thing we were doing. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. is she running like, her own operation? She's like, there, there's pretzel nothing twist? on the, there's no, there's no tears. Oh, okay. Mark's wiping, his, wiping his, uh, his dry eyes. Yeah. Okay. So, and, and I'm just, Okay. Yeah. This is and a, so this she, is a... we called her the lady in green and she becomes important a little bit later on. Okay. So, okay. Um, so she's not running a sting. She's maybe part of the psychic operation. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Wait okay. I'm it. sorry. So, so that was Jumping the second ahead. reading. The third reading was me. Um, I get this message from Thomas John on the stage saying, I'm getting a twin brother who <gasps> wants to reach out to his sister. Oh, wow. Holy shit. Um, and I tentatively raised my hand very slowly and I was very awkward about it. And they came over with a microphone. I said, I think that's me. You know, they have their box of Kleenex right there and it's really <laughs> hilarious. That's a, that's a medium trick, right? Yeah. It's a trick. For Always a have a box of tissues because once the tissues are there, it coaxes oh, the... You pull it, it out. Oh, you pull it out it, during the they didn't, they didn't have tissues. It primes that, the audience. It yeah. sets the atmosphere. Well, they used to... Uh, mediums used to have a box of tissues. This is the, the story I heard, you know, under their table. And when they're doing any sort of reading, when they see somebody's really close to breakdown, they just take the tissues out and mm. they say, here, cry it out. So you know? smart. And they and do then, And then they do closure on it by saying, you know, now since you've done that, you'll never have to cry about that again. You know? oh. And the Until person's our next like, session. oh, thank oh, you, <laughs> you know? Right. Double it's dipping very, on very that. Very clever. Yeah, yeah it reminds clever. me of, I don't know, what was it, movies where they would have the person out front in the lobby. Oh, we have a nurse here because yeah, you're going to be so scared, right? Yeah. We'll be yeah. ready exactly. to cart oh, you when out. They did, when they did House on Haunted Hill, they had an ambulance with the engine running in front of the theater. <laughs> what a great gimmick. <laughs> it is really good. Uh, anyway. Assuming it's a gimmick. Yes, continue. Okay. All right. So I know it's my turn. He's calling on me. Mm-hmm. I have a brother who is wanting to get in touch with me. My twin brother, actually. So immediately I say it's me. They give me the microphone. And Thomas John says, I'm getting something in the stomach area. Um, cancer. Is it pancreatic cancer? And I'm oh, like, wow. Yes. Went right for it. Oh, wow. it was it was verbatim almost. Um, and so that's all I know. Right. Okay. That's pretty much all I know. So I know enough to raise my hand when it's mine. I have enough information. And I, we knew that Mark's dad uh, connection, that his dad had a heart failure and that Mark was concerned about it because he's about the age his father was when he died. And Mm -hmm. so he's been having tests and he's really worried about it. So that's about it. So I'm I'm really interested in this moment and zooming into your head because you have to react to him and what he's saying. I was so excited. It was so exciting. I knew he called me. I mean, I knew it was like so easy. to a point and that's where we're getting to which yeah. is the fun part but how are you responding to where saying yeah yes, yes. that's right oh my gosh wow i was excited i was thrilled that it was so easy um you know we were only the third call it yeah. was so simple i thought wow now if cindy case had gotten this far she would let you know that your brother says hi <laughs> <laughs> okay but what really did happen well yeah. so he goes on and he's telling us stuff and it's a 15 minute reading And Mark and I, this was the awkward part, is that we didn't know what he was talking about. He asked about my somebody named Maria. Because it was all from the hidden Facebook page. Oh, okay. That's right. the, where the right. double So we don't yes. know. So yeah. something about like Buddy. Buddy. And so what's this about Buddy? He goes, who's Buddy? And I'm uh, like, yeah, is it my dog? Uh, no, well, no I, but that was what it was. She she jumps in and was, she says, I think that was your father's nickname. I said it, it was my brother's nickname or his father. They, they use that <laughs> name a lot. And he's like, 
really? You know, kind of like uh, that. Then he, then he looks at me and goes, no, Buddy's your dog. And I'm like, <gasps> you know, oh. Yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. And then, <laughs> then he I start, would have done better than he did. He's starting to smell a rat well, just so a little bit. Right. Like, he says, and Steve, Steve. I and got Mark's some. like, Steve. I said, oh, that was my brother's friend's name that was, oh, uh, you know, wow. and I, my voice drops. And it was actually Mark's dad's name was Steve. So his precious hot reading material <laughs> is dissolving before because his he eyes. can't. And now you're radioactive and he wants to get away from but he you. Can't. Well, not quite yet. Okay. okay. So because he just keeps going on. It's just suspicious. But he goes down. He just kept nodding. And I told him at one point, I said, I'm really sorry. I'm so emotional. You've just contacted my brother, Andy, you know, and he's like, well, we have to move on to other people. So you need to kind of get with it. Yeah. You know, that's Oh, wow. Start, start agreeing with crying. me because you know I'm right. No, I was crying. I was absolutely looking like I was crying. And Mark's fanning with a piece of paper and, and, and people were handing tissues. And we already had our own tissues. Uh-huh. So we had to keep it up because we don't know what's on those Facebook pages. We right. have no idea yeah. if he's hit it. We know All I know is that he hit Andy my twin brother and then he also went to mark and said you know you're and you're, he had a couple geographic places yeah he had a lot of things mm. that we weren't sure of he said who quit smoking i'm getting smoking 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 mm. mark says my brother quit smoking and he goes no not you the twin and i'm like <laughs> oh that's right my brother quit smoking too it's like i don't who, know who's, who's fooling who here you know at this agree. point i mean this sounds like a very entertaining show for oh, me oh it's it so fun really to do hilarious. it you gotta listen to the audio you guys but anyway okay. the point was is, that is, we is this posted say, yeah We're, it's on my website the full 15 minutes right. Right. Oh. susangerbig.org you can follow along and read the screenshots of the fake facebook pages as he's doing the audio it's, oh wow it's conclusive put yeah. it that way wow. so i mean it's almost like he went down in chronological order of the things and okay i'm not saying he's wearing a wire i'm not saying that i'm saying it's possible that he could have had somebody in the back who was reading the facebook pages mm-hmm. and giving mm-hmm. them the information mm-hmm. it's possible that's the way to do okay. it without memorization right or talking to the dead if you you know whatever mm-hmm. sure mm-hmm. yes right? mm-hmm. so, or the dead person could right. have been can't talking forget to that the, possibility the dead person could have been t- reading my facebook page yes that person could be doing it Scrolling not knowing that afterlife. it wasn't my real facebook page that i've never visited that would actually page. be really impressive then Yeah, well, as he's going through it, how is he supposed to send the message to the person in the back to say, alert, I need to get out of this reading? How does he move to the next person? Oh, is there a code language? Yeah, I don't know. But he went on for 15 minutes. Yeah. And it was obvious that Mark and I were- 15 minutes with just you? Mark and I, between the two of us. Oh, my. Yeah, he says (laughs) it was only- Lord. He says it was only a couple minutes, but I have 15 minutes (laughs) of it. It might have felt like two minutes to him, but it was 15 minutes. 15 minutes and three seconds, I think. Recording doesn't lie. Yeah, the recording does not lie. So you can see and you can hear all of this happening. Okay, so we can't reveal anything because obviously we don't know. If we've caught him in a hot read, we Mm -hmm. don't know. All we know is that he knew what was in my brain Mm -hmm. was that I was here to see Andy, my my dear brother who had died of pancreatic cancer, and Mark's father. Mm -hmm. But I knew that. So this is really smart. And with that double blind, you've ruled out the yeah, possibility that he's just blind. a mind reader. That's just a mind reading trick. It mm-hmm. could have been a mind reading thing or somebody who knows. Mm-hmm. So we had to sit there in the audience and listen to the rest of the thing going on. In the and meantime, then... I'm texting my um, pizza roller people saying we're done. He said this. He mm. said this. I don't know. What's this? Who's smoking? What's that? And so <laughs> they don't know. They're like, oh, Michigan. He said, who's this person in Michigan? And we're like, I don't know. Pizza rollers don't have a clue. So anyway, so we have it all audio, right? Mm. Okay, Mm. so we are still sitting there. The VIP session, because we paid for the VIP tickets, we go 
to have our 20 minute one on one with this guy and we're interacting it with wasn't all the people. one on one well he's there talking about you know his gift and all that how other great stuff. he is so he mm. has these books he's got a book out and he's passing them around and everybody's got their book because that's what we got part of the vip oh, yeah. and the woman in green was in this room and she's sitting there and she hands him the book to autograph it and she says spell it right this time oh oh wow and i'm like it's so it's his time? mother no, it's no, and then and then we asked I said, him. This time, we we asked him, "Do you have any mediums that you that you really prefer?" Yeah, and he said, "Oh, there's so many." He said, "But I have some of my own students that I'm very very happy." And I'm they're like, coming, students? They're coming right along, and Susan and he says, goes, "Students," oh. and he goes. Yes, this this lady right here, and, and he puts points his hand on the her, lady, the lady in green. green. Oh, wow. yeah, that's one of his students. Oh, okay. and, now and we're I... looking around the room, going, "Did anyone else notice that that was one of the most accurate readings oh, in was the whole yeah. show?" Okay. So really, she's yeah. a, a student. She's a student. Yeah. Oh, that's and great. it was like that's I great. turned to Thank Susan, but probably I go, doesn't know she is. Right. And, I, and exactly. I got a nice photo of her because I was taking pictures in the VIP room. Mm-hmm. And if you look at Thomas John's Wikipedia page, those photos <laughs> are. On his Wikipedia page, because, you know. I was going to say, uh, can we do a slight detour here? Why why would interacting with Susan somehow end up with your Wikipedia page having new photos? You have a long and storied history as a wikipedia trician. Yes, and I'm also a photographer. So, you know, it's just a snapshot with my uh, my iPhone. But, you know, and yes, we do run a Wikipedia editing group. And, and so we got he a has nice a Wikipedia picture page. of both of us. He's hugging us and everything. Oh, that's great. Like, yeah, it's nice. on his Wikipedia page. Oh, that's wonderful. I... For the audience, Susan is a force of nature, uh, like I've never encountered <laughs> Hurricane anywhere Susan. else. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Susan is so active and so powerful online. Power. Yeah. Power. You rule the world. You're powerful. Like, you know, you pull these teams together and you do things like this. You you have a whole team. How many contributors to Oh, the, there's about 140 of us now. All gorilla the world. skeptics. We, we've written um, a little over a thousand Wikipedia pages in multiple languages. We just did one in French today. And those Wikipedia pages have been viewed, we're a day away from hitting 48 million times. Mm. So no, I am a force of nature, as you say, but it's only because of the people around me i bring people together and train them and motivate them and teach them how to become activists my activities are only because of the people that come to me and say i want to help well fine but vice versa as well yeah well this is powerful and it is powerful and i i know susan is kind of like Carrie, like if I send either of you a piece of information, five minutes later, you will have both like read <laughs> oh, yeah. this like pages worth of information. You've looked up other videos. You know everything about this. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't know about everything. Carrie is probably a but little more deaf, just but I am to- definitely the type of person who will... You send me something, I'm going to read it. Yeah, oh, yeah. absolutely. Chronic curiosity, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I fall into the rabbit hole all the time. So I, the, <laughs> And then it might end up on a Wikipedia page. The short version of this is I would never want to cross Susan. <laughs> <laughs> you know, our team did write the Ono, oh Ross, and Carrie Wikipedia yeah. page. Yeah, we do know. Yeah. Yeah. So, Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. So audience, you know, if you look at their Wikipedia page, that is the kind of work and the quality that our team has done in the past. That's We've been around since, I think, 2012. Anyways. I, I think Phil- earlier because, let's see, I worked at the James Randi Foundation in 2012, and I'm pretty sure you were already doing that work. I think you're right. Yeah. I'm going to guess 2010. I think you're probably right. Because yes. that's whenever I, I just started found it. Year. Yeah, yes. yeah. Well, <laughs> so I think you're probably close to that. Sorry to interrupt the party, but I just want to talk about my favorite thing. Bras, as everyone knows. Typical. Because this episode is actually brought to all of you in part by a bra, and in particular, the third love bra. Third love bra. You might be thinking, 
I wonder what bra Carrie is wearing today. Well, I don't mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. what day you're listening to this episode. So how would I know, you guys, that I'm not a psychic? Good point. But the odds are pretty decent that I'm wearing a third love bra because third love uses data points generated by millions of women who have taken their fit finder quiz mm-hmm. to design bras with breast shape and size in mind for a perfect and premium feel. And personally, I really like my third love bra. It is lavender colored. It has those accordion straps. Y'all know I love. Oh, yeah. And it's lightweight. It's very thin. It's got like this memory foam that molds to you. So uh, it just feels like a perfect fit pretty pretty quick. Because you know how sometimes like you have to wear something for years and years before yes. it feels like it actually feels like your body. Now with third love, no, 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 no. You get that right away. But you still get the support and the comfort. And every customer has 60 days to wear it, wash it, put it to the test, and if you don't love it, you just return it, and Third Love will wash it and donate it to a woman in need. That's awesome. That's pretty great. Yeah. So go to thirdlove.com slash oh no now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash oh no for 15% off today. And while we're on the subject, Ross. Ross, is it? Yeah, I'm Ross. Um, I've been thinking. What have you been thinking? You know... I had some real tooth problems a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah. And I didn't really know why. I'd taken really good care of my teeth, but I really had to step up my game. How'd you do that? And things have been better. It's oh, yeah? been better in my mouth. Oh, good. And I think it's partly because of my Quip toothbrush. Oh, man. Now, Tell me about it. You may have heard about the Quip. Oh, yeah. They're great. You may have one. I do. But they are a very special little slim electric toothbrush, Mm -hmm. totally Mm -hmm. different from the electric toothbrush you're used to that's kind of big and bulky and sits on your counter. This one is just, it's like like having a pen in your pocket and you can put it right up on your mirror. I have mine in a little, uh, it's in this little case that has a uh, sticky strippy on the back so you can stick it right to your mirror if you like. Yeah, I do that too. I really appreciate its stick-to-itiveness. And it features sensitive sonic vibrations, a built-in two-minute timer, and a multi-use cover that, as I mentioned, doubles as a mirror mount. Brush heads are automatically delivered on a dentist-recommended schedule every three months for just five buckaroos. And it's a friendly reminder when it's time for a refresh and to stay committed to your oral health. Plus, you can check out the new Kids Brush. The new brush is the same as the original version. It's just sized down for smaller mouths. Yeah, you can help them develop a grown-up routine without childish gimmicks. Because if there's one thing I hated when I was a kid... It was all that stuff that said just for kids. I always felt talked down to. Oh, So if you have a weird-ass kid like I was, don't worry, they'll like their quip. Carrie hates that. Quip is perfect for getting back into a routine. And Quip starts at just $25. And if you go to getquip.com slash ohno right now, you can get your first refill pack for free. That's your first refill pack for free at G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash ohno. Where were we on the story oh, now? Sorry. So, so good. you got a photo with him. It's on so, his Wikipedia yeah, so page. So we know that he has outed his stooge. Mm-hmm. And to be clear, it's fine for him to do a reading for somebody in the audience of his student that he knows well. You know, a dead person may be trying to get through to her for mm-hmm. who knows. We don't know. And you can strategically load that in the show early on to get everybody on board and impressed. Right? But 
he didn't tell the audience. Nope. Right. And that would be ethically, that's what you should say. Yeah. Say, oh, you know, but he says he has his eyes closed. He didn't know it was her. And I'm thinking, really? You didn't recognize her story? No. Uh, you didn't recognize her voice? You didn't, re- yeah, you saw her in the audience when you got on stage, whether your eyes are closed or not. You He's not blindfolded. Out. No, that's true. And you keep referencing his reaction. So this is after the story has come out, then he offers some explanations that's for right. what went on that night. Right. Okay, so what happens is, oh gosh, let's see if we could do this a little faster. Yeah, this, so this is hard to do in a linear yeah, fashion. Yeah, because huh? what happens is you, that... Now, now we wait because... Well, we, no, do- we, we talked to the pizza rollers. We gave them the audio. We said, here you go. Here's the audio. What did he get? Mm-hmm. And yeah. as we found out, he really read those Facebook pages he, or the dead person read them. himself, you know. It was really one did. hit after another. Wow. And what happened was... And those Facebook pages look real. Yeah. And when you see these screenshots, you guys, you will say, this is a lot of detail. There's a lot of people involved having real conversations. You're with smart each other. about it, too. You have people post political memes and dog pictures, Deepak Chopra quotes, food. things they ate. Which is right. what came down to it. The thing about Michigan yeah. was a filler picture. One of the people on the team just oh. put up a picture of some oh, place the Euro- the in Europe Cornwall. Connection. Yeah, some place in Cornwall. So they'd forgotten they'd done They'd it. forgotten. And so what happened Whoa. is when you Google the name of the park that this uh-huh. picture they put up, it comes up to some place in Michigan. Oh my gosh. So, and then the smoking thing they didn't know what we were talking about when I said about the smoking. I said, you know, who's who smoked? Did my twins smoke? And they're like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. But then when they went back through the Facebook pages far enough, there was a life event for my dead brother, Andy, who died of pancreatic cancer, my twin. You know. mm. All right, there was a life event where he quit smoking in 2013. Oh, okay. But nobody remembers putting that up. It may have existed. Dun, dun, from dun. A, well, it might have existed <laughs> from one of the old times the page had been used for another purpose. Oh, yeah. But okay. somebody on the Thomas John, Thomas John somehow saw that Found post that. about a life event about somebody quitting smoking. And he argued with me that it was not Mark's <laughs> brother. It was my brother. Wow. And he had that down. So Now that's some solid so, double blinding there. Well, so wow. people also will say, you know, Susan, you should have known more of the story because... You know, he was confused. You guys were confused. He must have smelled a rat. And I said, it doesn't matter if he smelled a rat or not. The moment he Mm -hmm. knew that Andy was my brother who wanted to get in touch with me, my twin, who died of pancreatic cancer, we had him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So from that moment on, we got himself deeper. Right. So if he had gone into detail about the Facebook pages, which he did, that's more more depth he just kept digging himself in so it didn't matter if mark and i got up there and and did a jig it didn't matter Mm -hmm. he Mm -hmm. was confused we were confused it just it didn't matter at all Mm -hmm. because the story is did he read those facebook pages even if he had made the first mention of something on that facebook page like the smoking or the michigan that we didn't know anything about that's it. So you solidly established the hot read. Yeah. That's, if he had said, I'm sorry, but I'm not getting anything more from you. a lot of people were waiting to have happen, including yes. this news reporter. Yeah. So now it was like, okay, now we can roll with this. And Jack really did. He he got into it. Well, it, it took a, two years. Yeah, it took a while. Because wow. what happened is that he was involved with the story. He loved the story. The reporters for the New York Times loved it. His editor loved it. Everybody hmm. thought it was a great story. But, you know, a year went by and I said, well, what the heck's going on? He goes, well. well we know the, the wheels of journalism can roll. So you but have to then be right. something so happened. Happen. Well, what happened is I finally called Jack and I said, what is it you need from us? You know, here's the story. He goes, well, actually, I need to watch one. Oh. I need to be involved oh, yeah. in one from the very beginning because I have to tell about the yep. ambiance. And so thus said, began Operation 
peach pit. <laughs> okay. So then we put one on in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Is that, that because was? peaches contain cyanide in the pit? No, or is but that, that's that team, apricots. Yeah, they both do. The team oh, nice. did take on that name, so we did a whole new team. Okay, and we had Kenny Biddle and his wife Donna and four of their skeptics. Kenny's a great guy and a big I fan of this Kenny show. Biddle hey, Kenny, and Donna, <laughs> and all their friends. They went. Hi, they Donna. Followed, they went and did the whole. Hi, all their friends. Hi, all their friends. They went and did the same thing. They took pictures with the psychic. His name is Matt Frazier. I'm going to go see him tomorrow, but oh, yeah. that's going to be... Yeah, this will come out long after that, so you're not spoiling Sold anything. out tomorrow. Is it? Yeah, yes. we just saw... Oh, I was tempted to join you job. both. But okay. you might be able to. You know, I'm sure they'll squeeze one person in. So be dead. You're then small. You can, then you yeah, can come. Right. <laughs> <laughs> come in your zombie makeup. Anyway, so we put on the other show with this other psychic. We didn't attend, but the New York Times Journalist. reporter did. He was able to attend. He was almost called on. He was kind of freaking out about oh. it. So, <laughs> I just want to be an observer yeah. yeah he was called on almost and so he was like oh darn what do i do so <laughs> we did not catch him in a hot read yeah we didn't think he's the hot reading type he looks like a cold reading type he's a stage kind of thing he's got a tv show coming out matt frazier by the way oh. cindy Kaza so, has a show on the travel channel is that right yep. so these are people right are, where it belongs <laughs> travel, <laughs> travel these are all people who interest me and matt frazier is now i'm turning my eye to him a bit more now so hey matt um, but he already knew so still the New York Times didn't do it. The, still the article waited almost a year and it mm. still didn't come out. Wow. And I said, yeah. what the heck? So Thomas John has a show on Lifetime called Seatbelt Psychic. I kid you Have not. Have you heard about this? No. Okay, Seatbelt oh, Psychic man. is like you get in a cab. Yeah, what is that even supposed to refer and, to? And he drives away in an Uber or whatever. And he okay. drives away. It's in LA. It was filmed in LA. And I like this part. They drive away. And they good. get in the back of the car <laughs> and they're given readings. Okay. Okay. It's okay. like uh, cab, cab confessions or yeah. Cab yeah, cab. yeah, singing karaoke or, or something. Or like Teresa Caputo uh, reading people in a supermarket. Absolutely. Right. Okay. So I said, all right, that's it. Thomas John had a Wikipedia page came out. So we're like, all right, we got to get some more content on this thing. So I said, I'm going to do some research on seatbelt psychic, thinking fully well that it was all cold reading. Hmm. Well, it didn't take me that long, but I found Whenever out. Whenever you have producers involved. These are people who are not. Casting agents. Casting yes. agents. <laughs> yeah. They have yeah. IMDB profiles. Nothing is by accident So on these TV. people got in the backseat of the car and they did not react to how many camera angles facing them. They right? never say where they're going. There's yeah. no right, destination. Right. They never have any kind of logos. Any kind on of commercial <laughs> right, logos right. on their clothes. Perfectly blank yeah. green shirt. Yeah, right. right. They're yep. sitting in the perfect spot for the camera to you watch to TV remember all these things it's all set up it's because set up. you have to so carefully set up a tv show but we don't and think that it's, right i don't cameras. think that the the people who got in the car knew they were going to be read i okay. honestly don't okay. but i was able to find the name of several of the people who were on the show and because they had imdb profiles mm-hmm. you know and i went to their facebook pages which are open because they're actors and so on and i was able to see some of the things that he got like when one woman's dead brother he was able to describe it in detail. Well, it's easy to describe in detail when you can look at her Facebook page. Mm-hmm. So I really do think that it was kind of the same thing. Somebody's giving him information. All he had to do was find the person's name. It took me a few minutes just to find their name. And I'm on their Facebook page. And yeah. I found out the same thing he was giving him. Yeah. So anyway, I write a story for Skeptical Inquirer about Seatbelt Psychic. And I said Paula. to Jack, and I said, 
hey, Jack, I'm about to release this because it's been two years since we've done Operation Pizza Roll ah. and I'm sick of waiting. Mm-hmm. And he says, give me three days. Whoa. So he he did. He got it to this uh, is how you the New the York fire. Times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you really have to push them. And he says, that got them off their asses. He says, they love the whole stuff. Okay. So he, they were trying to see if maybe we should, it stalled a little bit because they were thinking of doing it. Um, the New York Times has a show called The Weekly. It's mm-hmm. a, it's a, yeah, podcast. It's a, no, that's The Daily. Oh, there's oh, a weekly that's, okay. a, that's a video. Oh, okay. So that was about to come out. So they were thinking of using our story as part of their show. So there was an even longer delay. Now, Jack Hitt has interviewed Thomas John all this time. I mean, the story is ready mm-hmm. to go. So it took a while. Uh-huh. But that final thing, I said, I'm about to release this about Seatbelt Psychic. If you don't do it. I'm sure Thomas John is dreading this. Oh, yeah, he knows. And mm-hmm. well, he's psychic. He's of course psychic, he knows. Yeah. <laughs> so it came out in March, March. of 2019. And It was phenomenal. I received so much content from people who've had dealings with Thomas John and all sorts of psychics. And really, I got uh, interviews in all kinds of places. And it was phenomenal. Did you get people who came to you and said, his reading did X for me, but now knowing what he did, this changes how I perceived it. A lot on YouTube, a lot of comments about the videos, um, because I put up videos and other people have done interviews with us. And in the comments section, people are saying, I thought he was really accurate. And now Mm. I know why. I went Mm. and I Googled Mm. my dad's name or I Googled my own name and there's my dad's obituary. I had no idea. He almost verbatim read it for us. Oh, wow. And and since then, a lot of other things have happened with Thomas John. He has released a video series. Don't forget the Holy Kool-Aid video. Oh, right. So so Thomas John (laughs) released- Don't forget the Holy Kool-Aid video. (laughs) Yeah, don't forget that. Susan. Yeah, I won't. Okay, so Thomas John- Um, has a webinar series where you can learn to be a all about karma and crystals and reincarnation and things like that. Well, one of my team members bought the, um, the webinar series and was was watching it. Ah, uh And one of the things they noticed is, you know how you're doing a webinar, it's off of your own laptop. At one point, Thomas John, I don't know if it's clicking off, but it, it leaves his picture and it goes to his desktop. Okay. Okay. Opportunity. Yeah. So it's a video. So all you have to do is hit pause, uh-huh. screenshot the desktop. Yes. Yeah. And so we saw like three different- What's on there? Yeah. We saw his inbox. I have his whole, a picture of his Google inbox. Does he and, practice inbox zero? Meaning keeping a clean inbox. Oh, no. Okay. Oh my gosh. There's like 2,000 <laughs> messages and there's complaints in there. There's oh. uh, people's phone numbers with complaints oh, wow. on it. There are. <laughs> and also then some of the I screenshots are, and these are all up on my website, by the way. Holy Kool-Aid, Batman. <laughs> or is that a different reference? <laughs> yeah. So so also he has on there our, how do I say it? It's like a Google screen. And if you can imagine a Google screen with a with a Google search um, a little search box. Yeah. And if you type in the, if you type in a letter in there, you know how it kind of yeah, predictive. gives you predictive mm-hmm. things. Well, it, it predicted a whole bunch of obituaries that he had been searching. <laughs> and it had oh the person's name. <laughs> Uh, these people who That's were amazing. obituaries for Dr. John so-and-so in Illinois oh, and no. at 555 North Rainer Avenue or whatever. And oh. so I've got two, two screenshots of Red that. Red-handed. I know. And then he also has a, he's bookmarked uh, Intellis. Is that what it's called? Intellis.com, uh-huh. which is a website where you can find <laughs> out information about people. Yeah. And then he has, it has showed his whole oh, bookmark This is so bar. amazing. I know. You're so, the best, Susan. So I wrote an article and you guys can find this. It's called uh, Thomas John Revisited. So I keep putting out more and more uh, articles about him. And every time the article goes out, 
Okay, so when you're when you have a Wikipedia page, you are considered notable. And it doesn't mean famous or anything like that. It just means you have a Wikipedia page. So I have a Wikipedia page, which means that anytime I write something for Skeptical Inquirer, which is a notable journalistic uh, journal, then it can go on a Wikipedia page. So his Wikipedia page, Thomas John's Wikipedia page, is full of all these articles that I've written about him and other people have written about him because people are starting to get interested of Thomas John. So the guy is just, I mean, we just found he's plagiarizing all these other websites of Oh. I haven't even got that article. New out Age yet. Uh, going into. I mean, New he's age reading thing. the page wow. verbatim off of their oh off of their websites. Goodness. You can see him doing this, and he's not crediting those websites. A whole it's separate layer. Oh, that we reasons. know of. But that's still we're okay. still anyway, pending so on most that's of that. Thomas John. I mean, we have so much fun with these things, but it's going back to. And yet, bug him. Just can, shake him up. There's nothing he can do. And he yet, can't he continues to perform. Page. Right. Well, we talk about unsinkable rubber making ducks. making money right now. Right. Yeah. But, but can I just make sure him. I followed that whole train? So is it that he does a, a YouTube series where he's kind of teaching you about crystals and whatever other new agey stuff, but he's cribbing all the material Absolutely. on that YouTube from Yes, and I have sites. the video Got of it. him doing that. Okay. So it, he's saying the things and... And I have the website where he pulled it from that was older Showing than him. Showing that it predated. And he's reading it. Wow. But not saying this is not from crediting a source. Deepak that's, Chopra or whatever. It's yeah, I don't know why he would. Yeah. He's a crook, you know. <laughs> yeah. He didn't say maybe, that. Maybe. Maybe. Oh, I'm Allegedly. sorry. Allegedly. I forgive me. Alleged crook. An alleged crook. Alleged by yeah. you. Right. Yes. So this is where we are now is Mark and I have, we have another sting we want to do. We have the grand father of what do you call it the uh the sting can be done once okay because once we do ah. it it's done okay and we've okay. been trying to we've been trying to find a media outlet who will do it because i don't want to pay for it it's going to cost about 12 grand wait okay. can i just put one thing in that's really important once susan said. finished this project she started getting all these people from television shows that wanted to do a reality show right of course oh, yeah. yeah and they were just clamoring to get her to sign contracts. But we both agreed that, you know, we told them, we said, you know, if you're planning on showing both sides and you decide at the end, Uh we're not interested in Mm -hmm. working with you. Mm -hmm. We're going to go for the jugular. So guess what? We didn't Crickets. (laughs) It's so tough because it's much easier to create TV with spectacle when Mm -hmm. you pull that heartstring of like, oh, it could be true. And they do. And some of the, some of them were producing shows like Haunted This or Haunted That. I'm like, I don't want to work with you. But Mm -hmm. the point, the point is that that's, this next thing that we have is just, I mean, okay. you can't do any better than this. You got me excited. But we need media backing. Otherwise, we're not going to do it. Right, because I don't want to do another thing that preaches don't wanna, to the choir. We don't want to just send Skeptical Inquirer another mm-hmm. yeah. something. Yeah. We want it to be the next step up from the New York Times, you know? Mm-hmm. So. And we've had some nibbles, but right. But it, I, I'm still like one. It's going to cost money. It's, okay. Like I said, it's twelve grand, and I could fund that twelve grand it's if I wanted to. It's a Kickstarter, to. yeah. Well, I I could do it, but I want the media to pay because I want to make sure that they're serious that they're going to follow yeah. up. Yeah. We had one um, media group. I don't think I should mention them that has been wanting to do something with us for a long time, but they want to release a three to four minute video. 
And I said, this story is going to take a lot longer than three to four minutes to tell. So Mm -hmm. I don't want to do it with you guys if you're only going to release that. And they go, well, we have a YouTube channel with millions of subscribers and we'll release a five minute video on that. I'm like, I'm still not comfortable with that. And they only wanted to pay 5,000. And I said, no, I want you to pay 12. I'm willing to pay part of it if I know it's a serious outlet. Which I I don't agree with. I want 60 minutes. I want 60 minutes. We need like 15 minutes to tell the whole story. But once the story is told, (laughs) (laughs) once the story is told, once this is done, it can't be redone because it's going to alert all mediums everywhere mm. that this that they've just been this avenue that they have found so lucrative the for rug so long has been pulled that they out. can't do it again wow. they can't do this okay. so I think it's a it's a great way of doing it it's going to be I have a team I have the story I have everything done I even have a medium picked out and I'm just waiting for the right outlet and I'm I have patience to do it because you know come to me but it's okay. or they're going to have to Exciting. you know something's going to have to happen we, we haven't decided what we're going to call it we're thinking of operation lima bean yeah, so, so we both I'm love getting healthier. Beans. Okay, so I would say back in the day, Harry Houdini would have been public enemy number one for psychics, mm-hmm. and then for a long time it was James Randi. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all know and love. I think right now you're public enemy number one, Susan, when it comes to psychics. <laughs> if I'm a psychic, who do I not want at my show? Susan Gerbic and Mark Edward. Yeah, well, the guy we're going to go see tomorrow, I've publicly been on Facebook trying to tag him, saying Susan Gerbic will be there and Mark Edward will be there. I'm waiting for him to notice. So and and say, I've, Sorry, I've already, I've already picked up a couple of his the video I saw of Matt Frazier I I actually picked up something I'm going to start using in my act which oh. I oh, okay. which it was very clever oh and that's I, right I, I read about that in the report it was where he stands uh, standing at the in a row. angle yeah. and then lifting your hand up to point at them well what he would, what he does is he has a row of five or six people stand up and then he says. It's basically the the law of large numbers, only a smaller amount of people. He points his, he brings his finger up. He's at the end of the row. So you don't really see who he's pointing to yet. It's perpendicular and to as, them. Yeah, perpendicular. As he says, he says, I'm getting something that has to do with a chest area. And, and then he just Mark looks at the- slowly lifting his finger. Yeah, slowly lifting his finger. And then- when he sees an expression that he stops, he ah. points more directly. Uh-huh. So it looks like he he nails it. He looks it. like he's pointing yeah. at them the Smart. whole time. Whereas if he was in front of an audience and you were, you and see you that. have them stand up in front of you and they're uh, spread you can't out be as from, vague with the direction. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, yeah, when you point your finger, yeah, he you does can't. it a couple of times. So he it's does like, it, and it's very really clever. Smart. It's, really and clever. you can. And I could be totally wrong, but that's no, what I see. And so from the angle that he's at, it looks like he could have been pointing to them. Or the person behind him, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, mm-hmm. leapfrogging, yeah. or what was it? The words you guys piggybacking. used, piggybacking. piggybacking. Yeah. yeah. So it could. And by be the way, piggybacking. Real quick, I understand that as something else than what I listen to. Hmm. Piggybacking from for, I, I picked up on it from Teresa Caputo is that she she will say I may point to you and it by, might be somebody sitting next to you or behind you. Oh, uh huh. Mm-hmm. Cindy employs that rule as well. She just oh she does call it piggybacking. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, Ross, I'm sorry. I just have to cut in one more time um, Mm -hmm. because this is just this is so fascinating. I'm I'm getting uh, overload, you know, Okay. and there's just too much good stuff. And you're like, I have to switch gears. I want to. It's terrible. I want to just for a second. Think about something else that's also entertaining, also interesting, also compelling. Ah. Do you have anything like that? You know, I actually I do. Oh, yeah. You might be interested in this show from Maximum Fun. 
I'm Travis McElroy. I'm Courtney Enlow. I'm Brent Black, and we're the hosts of Trends Like These. Trends Like These is an internet news show where we take the stories trending on social media and go beyond the headlines. We'll give you the actual facts of the story and not just the knee-jerk reactions. Plus, we end every episode with a ray of hope that we call the Wi-Fi of the week. So join us every Friday on Maximum Fun. Or wherever you get your podcasts. Trends Like These. Real-life friends talking internet trends. Can you do you have time to tell the Teresa Caputo really really quick story about how you went to her show with yeah, Inside I went, Edition? Yeah, I went Inside Edition and their producer wanted conclusive evidence of mm. a hot read. So I said, "Well, let's go and we'll see what we can do, you know." And I went with the reporter and we I was involved there, in this. Went to the show and the one thing I noticed is she has a a video crew for close-ups with a microphone on a boom and, you know, she would she would go around the the room Picking up the plants that are in in that she already knows about. Okay, allegedly. But, but the crew would get right to that area before her, oh, which I thought was really odd. Up. It's like you know they'd be uh, setting right. up and everything. And oh then yeah, there's some right choreography the, happening yeah, yeah. here. So and the then crew also, was like so she so she <laughs> so she stands next to this woman and she says, uh, "Why am I getting pictures of?" baby clothes and the woman says oh, that's amazing i just put some pictures of baby clothes up on facebook and yeah, I'm like, why am i getting I some like, yeah. the baby clothes I like, at facebook. there it is you know yeah. there it is but nobody you <laughs> could see the audiences i mean i couldn't see anybody react like yeah they're just right. like fawning over this person yeah. you know? because everyone's not trained to think about that like yeah. what how much trouble did you have to mm-hmm. go to to get they to this want moment? to believe right and, and because people shouldn't have to do that right. if you're honest right. no. people shouldn't have to be thinking okay how could They've you just have paid done? a ton of yeah. money to go they want to believe this is reminding me of a study that came out a couple years ago where they divided everybody into four categories and one category was People who are honest and assume everyone else is honest. Yes. And it that's seems like right. that's who you yeah. need yeah. if you're yeah. a medium. Right. And if you're suspicious of everyone else, it says something about how your mind works. So, Although so it, there's also the people we'd probably ourselves count ourselves included, among hopefully. that is like you are rigorously honest, but kind of suspicious of other <laughs> right. people. Right. But that has to be a real studied approach. Yes, totally. Well, that's why a magician is important yes. to have on board. Which you are. And a magician is doing the exact same thing. Yeah. I'm looking mm-hmm. at what the other hand is doing. You're being right. honest about the fact that you're lying. <laughs> yeah, right. You like that uh, documentary about James Randi, the honest, the honest liar. An on, right, honest an honest liar. So the problem liar, was yeah. that we captured that on film. and No, you didn't. No, we, that's right. It was an audio. We did an audio. And the producer of the show wouldn't run with it because he said it's not conclusive. And they were going to get sued. Because yeah. you're not supposed to be doing any yeah, audio. They're afraid in to get sued. By Some of these Teresa people, like Caputo. Teresa Caputo, John Edward, they're just too high up. You can't really do much and to them. Our legal system worries about the benefit of a doubt, which is That's good right. as it should. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you really have to. So have the, a clean the only up. way to really do it with them nowadays is to just shake them up and just really get under their skin, make yeah. it so that it's uncomfortable, so laugh that they don't know who's going to be. Yeah, go to the I show and laugh, 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 and have people all over the audience at the inopportune times or the bingo cards. Yeah, that's why. I love what Carrie did with the bingo cards at the Cindy Kaza show. It made it so much more entertaining for me. It was a less boring show the second time around uh, because I'm busy looking for, oh, oh, the dead person says hi. Oh, a strange brother. Yeah, yeah, I got that <laughs> right. one. If you hand out bingo cards to everybody in the audience ahead of time, you know, maybe a skeptic group would hand them out with their with cold reading tips or something mm-hmm. on the back with their logo of their meetup or something like that. And you pass it around and you say, there's a prize. You just have to shout it out. Maybe you will get somebody in the audience who will jump up and say, bingo. 
Yeah, and then amazing. you've shaken up the medium. The medium on stage is just like a comedian or, or like an actor. If yeah. you were to do or something a magician. like that, you, yeah. would, you would shake them up. They'd lose their audience. This mm-hmm. is what happened to they Sally Morgan. They lose their Morgan. confidence. Exactly the same thing happened with Sally Morgan when she found out that the person she thought she was reading, the picture on the wall that she thought was of a dead person turned out to be of a live person. And the whole audience just laughed mm-hmm. when they realized mm-hmm. it and she couldn't get the show back. Yeah. yeah. It was just, it was a problem. Lose your audience, yeah. So once you lose, lose your room. audience and this is what we can do but I don't advocate going and causing a disruption yeah because we agree uh, I think that it's better that all skeptics should probably go to one of these shows and learn but if a skeptic group wanted to go and have a good laugh uh, or bingo cards or something like that I think it's it's a great way of bonding with your skeptic group it's 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 an avenue that I, think I it, probably it won't do, but it depends on the venue. It, it depends on the psychic. And what yeah. your goal is. If your goal is to reach a larger audience, you're probably going to just be there to observe, take in the yeah, data. Right. And, and then two it. years later. Yeah. You know. and, and and to be <laughs> to be to be clear, Mark has a term that we've been trying to make popular and it's starting to get used. We call these people grief vampires. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good and term. that's a difference between a person who is a um like a psychic detective or a medium on stage just trying to yeah. get a hook in you. Yeah. Or a person who maybe does the gypsy switch or something like that on a street corner. There's a bit of a difference between the person who goes to the haunted hayride and does a reading for you compared to um, somebody who wants your name and number who's going to pray for you and, and uh, get more readings. I was going to mention you. earlier, we haven't followed up on this yet, but I, I know our audience has been hotly waiting for this. But at the beginning of the year, we reported on visiting a storefront psychic in Hollywood. And she told me that I was going to be accused of sexual misconduct Whoa. at work within the next six months. Whoa. Falsely accused. <laughs> oh, she did, oh, did she not yeah, say? Yeah, she did not oh, say okay. falsely. Oh, dear. I, I, could, that, oh. I could see it in her eyes. She was allowing for the possibility that I would deserve it. Oh, okay. Oh my gosh. But she wanted to sell me on, this was a discount, $540 worth of candles. Oh, to keep it from happening. Right, to help me. She said, maybe I can't stop it from happening, but I can help deal with the consequences. And there are people Mm. who are paying that. Right, and she had already upsold me from a $10, you know, what was on the sign out front into a $50 reading I think I ended up paying her for. Because, oh, that was just for one palm, but now we're doing the tarot cards as well. You know, it adds up quickly. And uh, so she's trying to get me on the hook for this. So here we are nine and a half months out, and I can say I have not been accused of sexual misconduct, at least not that I know of. Yeah. Sometimes these investigations take time, Ross. That's right. New York Times is on it. We just (laughs) went to uh, El Indio uh, on Manchester in L.A., it's an entire warehouse of candles. Woo, woo, Every woo, woo. single thing you could think of has a candle. Yeah, yeah. you light the candle or incense. Uh, uh, Ross, we have to I, get out there. of jail. And I hope that warehouse hasn't burned down. No, okay. they're very careful about oh, it. Fire extinguishers are everywhere. I yeah, I want to see that. All that was the one I really liked. It said, uh, the... "Do what I can't. Do what you can. No, you do no. what I say. Do as I say." Candle. Oh wow. But I, Jeezo. I, I love, love is the law. Love under will. <laughs> I love what we're talking about here, though. It's this multi pronged approach to educating the public, just so we're all aware of this. So mm-hmm. you know, your aunt goes in, but she has someone near her who can say, you know, watch out for this. This is what mm-hmm. psychics do. But you're also at the same time inducing a little bit of flop sweat on the psychics themselves, making them making uncomfortable. Them right. Uh, I, I think it's great. Uh, that's the best thing we can do. But at the same time, not going there and just causing a riot. Right. Right. Well, making I'm a big following show. in the footsteps of a great person that we just recently lost, Robert Lancaster, yeah. who had the Stop Sylvia Brown website and mm-hmm. Stop Kaz website. And you'll see I did an inter- um, 
I did an obituary of sorts for Skeptical Inquirer on him recently, and he was uh, such an inspiration to myself and to our community. He taught us to document everything and to be kind to the people mm. that uh, are in the audience. It's not yes. their fault. They're, yeah. the, they're, they're being the preyed upon. Yeah. Right. And scam. so be kind to them. I mean, we've all been in situations, I know I have, where I believed in things without evidence. And mm-hmm. and yeah. I think that this is something that our community, the skeptic community, really should be taken to task for. They're, they can be very cruel. Yeah. And they can say, these people are, believers are idiots and, mm-hmm. They're, mm-hmm. and they're just stupid and it's let's just take advantage of them. Thing. Right. Another yeah. really good friend of ours is Bob Nygar. And if you get him on your show, you really should. He's the one who has been oh, doing, yeah. he's a private eye. We wrote his Wikipedia page also. And he's a private eye in Florida. And he has uh, been uh, investigating these scams where mostly the gypsy switch, the Marks, that's their last name is Marks. It's a, a family mm-hmm. that have taken millions and millions and millions of dollars from people. In fact, he just had a case the other day that is starting to hit Facebook. I see it on the news all over the place where he was part of the investigation team that caught a woman who is taking millions of dollars from somebody. Hmm. And what he found when he's working with the police, when you go into the police department and say, look, I've just been defrauded by this psychic. They took all this money from me. And a lot of the police will say, well, you should have known better. Mm. And that's mm. the attitude of the police mm. department. They don't take people seriously. You mm. should have known better. How dare you you know, give them all this money. Oh, well, lesson learned. Bye. Bye, Felicia. So he's having to take the police departments to task saying, this is fraud. You have to investigate this. And so this is a pattern. This isn't just one off. And and the other thing he's found is that sometimes when they catch these psychics, the psychic will give their money back. And Mm. that's wrong. Because when you give the money back, they drop the case. And so right. now the psychic mm-hmm, is able mm-hmm. to do this to like on and on and on right? yeah, yeah, yeah. and keeping them out mm-hmm. of the news. So what he says is, well, of course they want their money back, but we need to arrest them. This yeah. is, we can't just allow them to go to the next person, the next totally. person they take advantage of. Yet another of. prong on the multi-prong approach, which is to incarcerate people who are doing this willfully and, publicize and them, maliciously. A, a lot of these psychics use so many names, so many different names that they do not want their name and picture on the on the internet. Mm-hmm. And just to clarify, some of these people, some of the mediums probably believe it, just not the ones really at like sort of the top of the pyramid, right? Yeah, here we have our shut eye versus open eye. I think eye Mark, would, Mark would probably debate. argue with that because being yeah. in the business as long as he was, they were Pretty much all shut eyes. Yeah, and not shut eyes. They're all pretty much Mark shut-eye. leans back in his say, chair and considers. I would say uh, probably 95% of okay. the people, in okay. my experience, again, that could be totally different for anyone else, but 95% of them were total charlatans and knew what they were doing. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So what I do is I split the 5% remaining. 2.5% are deluded you know, okay. I mean, mm-hmm. if you're schizophrenic and you're not taking your meds, you mm-hmm. hear voices sure. telling you things. Mm. Sure. So people can be deluded or just you well-meaning. Know, well, yeah, but it's usually a, a medical or a mental oh. situation. Interesting. Okay. The other two point five percent are well-meaning, compassionate, caring, intuitive mm-hmm. people who have had a huge life experience, and they're actually sharing that knowledge with you. Mm-hmm. And intuition, like no problem with yeah. intuition is a real thing. When you balance two point five against ninety-seven point five, your odds are not really that. Yeah, you still great. got like one in twenty. 
That's, yeah, well, well, that's that's relevant. Which could be anybody <laughs> you happen 40? to just run into in the supermarket. You don't need mm-hmm. to go to a, so, a storefront. Yes. You know, uh, so. Right, right. Or go talk to your aunt or somebody who's just... Yeah. She well, knows. She people, says, get no, out of be, that relationship. No, What's wrong with you? Family, <laughs> people don't... They want a distance from family. They want a stranger. Someone who's intuitive mm. but hasn't made a, a racket out of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unless they're like, you know, a trained so psychologist. So there are out there, but the problem yes. is a lot of people say, well, not my psychic, and they put them in that 2.5 yes. category. Mm-hmm. Well, because they've gotten some relief. Mm-hmm. But that's why my book is called Psychic Blues. That's the blues part. Mm-hmm. The psychic part. Now out on audiobook. On it. <laughs> well, now out on audiobook. That is true. <laughs> please. And it's expanded and it's funny. It puts sound effects and everything in it. So it's really cool. Anyway, no, I mean, people get what they pay for. So Uh it's, I mean, you go, people go to therapists and hypnotherapy and all that stuff. We won't even go into that. And and this is tough too. We've talked about this, that many people are helped. Their lives are bettered because they had this interaction and they heard what they needed to, to move on or to. Can I tell one more story? Sure. I I was just going to say though, you can always point to that part of the bell curve of people who've interacted Mm -hmm. with psychics, but the bottom, the base case here is that truth is important. Yeah. Right. And, know what and you're there are people into. who are harmed. And is that, uh, is that an even is that, trade? R- exactly. So just one quick story. When for several years I did the Haunted Hayride, in fact, I think you came by yeah. one time and got a reading. It's all in fun. It's a pumpkin festival, you know? Mm-hmm. Here so in, here I'm in my little psych- psychic uh, tent. And so I'd done it for a couple of years. And uh, one of the last years, a woman came up to me and sat down at the table and she was just beaming. Absolutely. I was like, what is this person on? You know, why is she so happy? I said, what's going on? I mean, I know I'm supposed to know, but what's going on? She said, everything you told me last year came true. Oh. Mm-hmm. And, I, and she said, I had to come back because I'm just so amazed by it. And I'm hmm. like, Really? And she says, yes. So I said, well, I want to hear about that. So first, let me do just a quick tarot reading to catch you up. And then I want to hear what it was that I was right about. Yeah. So I do the reading, toss it off, you know, typical five minute reading. And then I say, okay, what was it I told you that came true? And she said, you told me to be patient. Oh, okay. That's, that's it. That's good advice. Well, okay, so is that instructive for you? Because that tells you that even though she was at the pumpkin festival, she thought you were real. Oh, yeah. Well, absolutely. Well, I think going back to percentages, probably 90% of the people who go to a pumpkin festival think the psychics are real. Okay. Well, oh, so, yeah. so, I mean, does that bring up an ethical question then? For me? Yeah. No, because I have learned to put skepticism, build it into my readings. Mm-hmm. Okay. I If I get a hit, I just, I sometimes will even explain to the people what I just did. I will say something like, well, that's pretty true for most people. And yet this woman like came that. away with, a, you know, a year's yeah. worth of but that, the psychic changed my yeah, life. Yeah, she said, I was patient with my love life. I was patient with my job. I was patient with all the t- standard things. Mm-hmm. And her life was better. So this is just going well, to what you, he was saying. Right. About, did you disabuse her of this illusion? Let me think about that for a minute. <laughs> that means no. Well, I hope she's listening. Well, what what I said was, I said what I kind of shrugged my shoulders, like patience. You know, that's not act. That's not an accurate <laughs> prediction of the future. That's just an advice, Good standard advice. advice. 
So, you know, I mean, that's a thing. People will take it and run with it in all sorts of places. Right. And you can, and that's why I'm not doing a lot of readings <laughs> okay. anymore. Okay, that's where I was Because you, to. Can okay. just, you can just say something off the top yeah. of your head and change a person's whole right. life. Yes, you can't, you can't better, give a disclaimer yeah. and so people I, not I think believe it. Takes, it. I think it takes a good 10 years or more to come to the point where like I said, you're trying to be that 2.5% that mm-hmm. is compassionate mm-hmm. and not any of that yeah. other. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just tricky because then that victory, that little victory gets put in the column of, yeah, psychics, you know, they're helping the world. That's but, right. But I, I think- But there's nothing you can do about that. Yeah, I People think are going to believe they're going to believe. You though, can go to a good bartender and get the same. If, if all of us know what cold reading is and what exactly we're dealing with, what the real phenomena are, a psychic reading is in good fun. You yeah, know, and I yeah, love getting exactly. a reading from you. Exactly. I, I think that's great. So yeah. unfortunately, Education the, blues, has to the psychic blues part of it is that 90% of the people who are out there have no idea they attach the supernatural to it. And right. that's what I mm-hmm. think is I mean, if they the find problem. a penny on the ground, they think that that's somebody talking to them. Yeah. You know, it's And that's the thing. Like a psychic doesn't need to go out of business. They just need to be a little more honest about what they're doing. Label, well, my, label the placebo a placebo. My it still ex, works. My mm-hmm. ex-mother-in-law, she once said, you know, why don't you become a marriage and family counselor and <laughs> be legit, you know? Mm-hmm. And then yeah. one night she saw me give somebody a reading. She said, nah, forget it. Stay oh. with what you're doing. <laughs> wow. True, true story. <laughs> right. the, becoming a licensed family counselor takes patience. Yes, <laughs> that's and, true. And it's it's book reading as opposed to a human cold reading, reading. flummery. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, yeah. it's it's difficult. <laughs> well, uh, oh, I just wanted to ask off the top of your head, Susan, how many psychics can you think of that you've attended performances of? Not that many, I guess. I've watched a lot of videos on YouTube. Um, okay, under hundred. Under oh, 100. 100. <laughs> I'm not that. I've been many. doing a lot of uh, research for years, but I don't you know, know. The, after a while, you see how hard it is to just listen. You're. It's really painful. To it wa- is so watch painful. I can't even yeah. watch a, a five minute YouTube video without like having to get a little break. hot under the collar. It's so obvious. It's it's like a magician, I guess, who yeah, knows the tricks, and is, you're watching somebody perform, yeah. and you're going. Oh, it's just excruciating. And then if you look around the audience and they're they're just like hanging on it, you just want to say, what is wrong with you? How <laughs> yeah. can you not see this? And and you could enjoy it for the art form if that it was, is. That's, if that's, was why, it, that's why I'm fascinated so by it. Mm-hmm. So I'm fascinated by the artifice it's a per- of it. It's a performance. Yeah. Of the yeah. performance, but I can't stand the underpinnings that go with it. Yeah. yeah. So like yeah. tomorrow when we go see this guy, I'm going to be watching for things that I can use yeah, in my on. act. No, yeah. I do. Well, okay. I, I mean, there, there's just little nuances that mentalists use that it takes years to be able to understand how to plug that in at the right moment. Mm-hmm. So I'm not really looking forward to a lot because this guy's only, what, 22 years old no, or something? No, he's a little older than that. But there's these he's little things, these little mm-hmm. mental, like the one you talked about where you say, you know, we never met before tonight. Right. Mm-hmm. They're just conversational mm-hmm. verbal deceptions that I just, I, it just makes me just go, oh, where's my That's pencil so and paper? <laughs> you contain multitudes, Mark Edward. So, okay, real quick before we go, yeah. I want to hear who who each of you thinks is the most talented medium out there today? Oh, brother. Talented? Yep. Yeah, who does this art form the best? Well, I'll always go with Ari Geller. Oh, okay. But he doesn't talk to the dead, but he's still okay. He's still my favorite it. performer. Okay. Susan? Mm, I think Tyler Henry had a really great way, I think because he's so new and he's so young, 
that what he would do is when he's talking to somebody, he would say something like, your uncle George, and there'd be this long, awkward pause. And I think that most psychics would fill that in. Mm. And uh, what happens yes. is, is the, during that long, awkward pause, you mm-hmm. want so bad to fill it in. Mm-hmm. Yes. So the person will start giving verbal clues back and they will nod and they will, they'll try to just jump in with the Uncle Fred or whatever, mm-hmm. some kind of information. But I think that's a technique I think he developed just because he's young and new and, and it didn't have a lot of experience at the time. But I noticed that and I think that's something that nobody else is doing. It's just this long, awkward pause after he says something and then as soon as you say my uncle whatever he says absolutely that's exactly what i'm getting he just acknowledges it but it's that would be a skill that i haven't seen other psychics do but i wouldn't say he's good i was literally taught to do that you know where journalism school oh great yeah you ask a question question, you sit there you feel like oh my god oh my god i gotta feel it i gotta feel it but that person will eventually we're humans that's how we are we want to connect with people and same with a magician if a magician gets up on stage and he makes a fool of him he does something wrong or you see how it's done most people won't reveal it Mm -hmm. they'll just go along with it because they don't want to spoil the fun there's a famous line that says uh you know what do you do nothing that's that's what Tyler Henry does basically. Mm. It's like uh. you know, don't just do something. Stand there, yeah, <laughs> because people can yeah. only take that for so long yeah, until like they the pause. It just they want to help anybody you. Anybody listening you know, to me they're, doing they're, this, you're you hearing can, you're hearing can, that pause, and you just want to say. Is there something wrong with my audio? What's going on here? But the you, thing that you're doing it. is constructing the situation. Right. And then, you're leading and, and manipulating the uh, conversation. Which is something that would not work well on podcasts. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes I didn't know that was from journalism, though. That's very yeah, interesting. Yeah, totally. So for interview, like an interview. Well, an interview yeah. would do, yeah, if I've, you're interviewing for a job. I've thing. heard it done really well on radio and okay. podcasts where there will okay. be like 45 seconds of pause and it makes you like, holy fuck, what are they going to say? you feel that tension. And then you right. hear them, what? I mean, it yeah, can be, so trying to it can be the best moment. Absolutely. So, yeah. so, and if and if Tyler Henry does it and it does not work, well, they just edit it out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As Mark keeps saying, Smart. the people, the real magicians, the real people who are doing the work are the editors in the back room. Mm-hmm. They just cut it all out. The things you see on the show are the best of the best. Mm-hmm. So if it fails, you wouldn't know it. If any of the shows, any of the psychics you see out there who are not doing live TV or live show you know if they fail you'll never know it well my contention is that most of these psychics that go out and do live show tours they're because their handlers and their managers don't think they're that great yet and they need to be able to think on their feet so and you have to be able to put them on they put them on the road for a while to help hone his skills you gotta get those ten thousand hours in all right (laughs) uri geller and tyler Tyler henry Henry. congratulations on your new awards (laughs) (laughs) uh where can people find out more about you two my website is called abouttimeproject.org and from there you can you can learn about the gsow wikipedia project you can learn about all the interviews i've done with people just you know skeptics in our community as well as monterey county skeptics which is a group i run up in monterey county california yeah near my hometown yeah near what yeah santa cruz and also, it has all these articles about the grief vampires we've done. Uh, mine is uh, www.themarkedward.com. Uh, a lot of good things there. But in, And I want to just mention, if you haven't seen the Holy Kool-Aid video oh, yeah. yet, 
Thomas John, uh, it really tease it a little bit. What, what yeah, are people going to see there? They're going to see uh, a really well made short. It's, it's operation. It's operation, operation pizza uh, roll pizza just roll. told in 10 minutes. It's yeah. really okay. well done with audio. I mean, if you Excellent. don't want to read the articles I've written or actually listening to the 15. Yeah, minutes, it's, this will it's sum on, it up it's on both of our websites. Just go to Holy Kool-Aid. We've got material for whatever your attention span is. Yes. <laughs> Excellent. Well, you've all uh, stuck around, but uh, I, I've been riveted. We could talk all day. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, that's it for our show. Our theme music is by Brian Keith Dalton. Our administrative manager is Ian Kramer. You can find us online at facebook.com slash onrack or Twitter. I don't know podcast. You can support us at maximumfund.org forward slash donate. Or maybe shoot us a review at iTunes. Or tell your local psychic about us. There's many ways to share Ono, Ross, and Gary with the world. So thank you for doing that. And And remember, remember, when you're confronted with a psychic, ask yourself, what is more likely that this person is in touch with the spirit world, or they're just a very clever manipulator? Macho man to the top rope. The flying elbow, the cover. We've got a new champion. We're here with Macho Man Randy Savage after his big win to become the new world champion. What are you going to do now, Match? I'm going to go listen to the newest episode of the Tights and Fights podcast. Oh, yeah. Tell us more about this podcast. It's the podcast of power. Too sweet to be sour. Funky like a monkey. Woke discussions, man. And jokes about wrestlers' fashion choices. Myself excluded. Yeah. I can't wait to listen. Neither can I. You can find it Thursdays on Maximum Fun. Oh, yeah. Dig it. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.